0: Alright y'all, this is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Let's get right into it with the world on the street and it looks like we are on a precipice of another trade war. This time it could be with the European Union. Uh, Let's break that down. According to the New York Times as well as the Financial Times, European Trade Commissioner Cecilia Maelstrom has already warned EU trade officials of upcoming US tariffs on billions of worth of european goods currently president trump has a hundred sorry 180 days to negotiate with not only europe but as well uh, but also japan on pretty much car exports and both sides have pretty uh have met in washington dc and paris previously uh now the eu and japan are already being hit significantly with certain tariffs on steel and aluminum exports i believe mexico is being hit with some of those as well uh but european auto companies who export to china as well as japanese electronic companies who rely on Chinese assembly companies will also be uh, heavily taxed with these tariffs as well. Currently, all tariffs are being uh, put on a six-month hiatus, but of course, after those 180 days, uh, if the two sides are not Able to meet with any compromise, of course. Trump is going to uh, hit them back up. This time, we're we're looking upwards to billions of dollars. Uh, now, the European markets have already been in a downturn w- recently, uh, but this could also affect the U.S. market as well uh, with something called an inverted yield curve. Now, if you're not too sure what this is all about, don't don't worry. I'm still learning. I'm. I don't get all of this either, this terminology, terminology, but this deals with long-term and short-term bonds. Uh, for example, the longer-term bonds uh, over a 10-year period, 10, 10 period of time uh, had a 2.26 uh, return, year, uh, return yield, and that's according to the U.S. Treasury. Now, the 30-day, the short-term uh, bonds, uh, those yielded at 2.3%, so there's slightly a significant uh, difference between the two. The 30-day returns were a little a bit higher than the 10 year returns. Uh, if this were to continue, the Federal Reserve would have to be, will, will be forced to cut uh, interest rates. So, again, I'm not all 100% sure what I just said, but it don't sound good to me. I got to figure all these terms out on my own. I'll be coming back with y'all with some more news on that. So, Definitely, we gonna learn this together. Uh, as far as some more uh interesting news, uh, and in, in terms of Trump, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more. I think it's a, it kind of uh makes. You know, perfect sense to put this here. We're gonna talk more about those tax cuts that he made in 2017. uh Now, the tax cuts themselves barely added uh, 0.3% to economic gains. Uh, the cuts also led to major stock buybacks for corporations, and taxes for major corporations dropped 25%. So, uh, again, the wealth uh, gap is increasing. Uh, the inverted yield curve is coming. I'm predicting it. it well, it was predicted in the Financial Times. I'm going to talk about it here. I talked about it here. It's going to come to a head. We're going to see the dummy this guy is. He's not that great of a business guy either. I think you guys have been fooled by the, the um, the um what do you call that? You know, network TV, you know, reality TV. Unfortunately, guys, uh, I'm seeing it again and again. He's getting finessed somehow. He's going to get finessed on his own accord. Sorry, guys. He's not the boss. He's going to get fired or just not reelected. I don't see it uh, uh, unless I don't know, man. He's going to have to rally some some racial stuff up or some blue collar worker type stuff. He's going to have to be giving out jobs hand left hand and foot raising raises wages and all that. I don't see it. I'm sorry. Any 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 real person who can read and understands or at least trying to understand these terms and what this stuff means. I can't can't follow with the guy I, I would not want him to be my leader anymore um sorry i'm just i don't i don't buy it but let's give you guys a weather update we've been having some uh very bad weather across the midwest and in certain parts of the southeast as well so let's put you guys in up well up on that uh over 516 tornadoes have hit the midwest this month wow uh, that's i'm That's crazy. I don't, I never lived in, I never been to the Midwest, but even for me, that sounds like too much. Uh, The strongest hit in Linwood, Kansas on Tuesday, it was an F4 with top winds of 170 miles uh, per hour. 18 people were injured, but none were killed. Uh, On Monday night, there was also a massive tornado uh, that hit Dayton, Ohio uh, with winds of up to 140 miles an hour. This was also declared an F4 later on. Now, 60,000 residents were left without running water and 80,000 will be left without power. Let's see. There was one death reported 90 miles, 90 minutes away uh, from Dayton, Ohio, in Mercer County, but only one death. Uh, no real, uh, no reported injuries either. Uh, so that's that's some that's a silver lining. Well, not the death, but, you know, at least in Dayton, nobody died and nobody got hurt. So that's one good thing. More tornadoes were confirmed throughout Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, these left 30 people hospitalized, and three more tornadoes were actually confirmed in the Washington D.C. area within eight days. What the hell is going on, tornado? What what is wrong? What is what is making these tornadoes happen? Something is wrong. Something is up. Somebody doing something. I'm sorry, uh, y'all talking about ain't no climate change. Y'all keep saying global warming. I nobody said it was gonna warm. We kept saying climate change. I learned this amid script Tremlett class. Y'all not peeping game. It's the weather patterns that's changing. It's not just getting hot and CO2 trapping. It's all types of stuff that y'all don't know. Y'all didn't read. Y'all was taking notes in class. Y'all wasn't taking notes in class from y'all. Y'all was passing notes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell. But If you would like to donate, y'all, because I do like to have this portion here, uh, especially when these disasters do happen. Let's get serious for a little bit. Uh, you can, uh, you can. Uh, for those who uh, would like to donate, you can go to the Red dot com. There's also a GoFundMe for the town of El Reno, Oklahoma, uh, that also uh, witnessed some devastating uh, tornado action as well. Uh, the Community Food Bank of Eastern Oklahoma, as well, you can also donate to the Food Bank uh, of Dayton, Ohio, through water uh, donations and also food volunteers. I'm pretty sure there is some other websites you can. If you'd like to just donate money online and you're not in those areas, I'm pretty sure those are available as well. Uh, but if you would like to volunteer, if you are in any of these areas, uh, one way you can do that is through the United uh, United Way of Central Missouri. Uh, and there's also a veterans uh, group uh, in el reno oklahoma that is looking for volunteers as well that is if you just so happen to be in those areas uh you can also donate some of your uh, time to one of those other organizations in dayton as well um just letting you guys know just keeping you guys giving you guys a head up heads up and uh, we're gonna take a quick break y'all and when we get back we i will be giving you guys my detective pikachu review i like i said before it was trash but at least i'm gonna tell you why I'll be back. All right, y'all. I'm back I'm here to talk about this movie that wasn't good. I know what people are going to say. A lot of people going to say, it was good. It was funny. It was cute. Yeah, whatever. It was not good. And it didn't make sense to me. And, of course, I'm talking about Detective Pikachu. Now, Ryan Reynolds is in it. And, um, well, damn it, you know... I'm going to give away some spoilers, but I'm not, again, it, it just depends on the movie. I'm not going to go into a synopsis of every movie. Sometimes it's going to just break down what was good and what was bad. This is the time that I really just want to break down what bothered me about this movie. Because I don't feel like, you know, we, we a good. I, I'm pretty pretty positive, a good enough of us, a good amount of us have seen this movie. Now, like I said, Ryan Reynolds is in it and um i think he does a decent job you know bringing some comedy there um he plays kind of well off tim goodman um played by justice smith though although i don't really like justice smith as an actor um just a little bit on the annoying side to me um feel like they typecast him as just like this i don't know i don't know but whatever you know, I'm not going to be too negative. I'm going to get more so into the part of the movie I just grinded my gears. I had a problem with the end of the movie. And how the plot, of course, played itself out and everything was revealed. Uh, specifically, of course, me we find out that you two decided, Oh, okay, well, I'm going to place this Pikachu. Well, I'm going to place the spirit of this guy this guy's dad inside his Pikachu partner. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. So, of course, when the big reveal happens, it's revealed that Ryan Reynolds is his father. What the fuck? And don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Before you, before you look at me, or before you listen to this, say, oh, he's crazy. What's wrong with him having Ryan Reynolds as his dad? No, 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 no. no That's not what bothered me. Mm-mm. The fact of the matter is, what bothered me was pretty much the Pikachu The Pikachu was talking as a human throughout the entire movie in Ryan Reynolds' voice. And I'm sorry if, you know, that's my father's voice. If it's going to just transform into my father anyways, you mean to tell me you couldn't tell that it was your father's voice to begin with? I would have just listened. I would've been oh, okay, Pikachu, I got it. You're you're just my dad. I could hear your voice. That's ridiculous. It was Ryan Reynolds' voice, it turns into Ryan Reynolds. Come on, that's a plot hole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have to call you out on it. Don't don't it's too simple and it's just too easy and it's just come on. You didn't think to have him talk a little bit like Pikachu, give him like a little Pikachu accent or something some goofy, I don't know, maybe, you know, have another, you know, person do like a Pikachu type voice, and then have the reveal be Ryan Reynolds, because that makes, that makes no sense to me, because I pretty much predicted who the father was going to be, right, right as soon as you, oh my god, oh, he died, right as soon as you see the dad die, as soon as, come on, it's ridiculous. Sorry, it was suckish that's I'm sorry that I don't know again, it's based off some Pokemon game Detective Pikachu right. I never played it. I don't really know what's in the game, but was there not any Pokemon battles in that game because they did not have one Pokemon battle legit Pokemon battle in the entire movie. I'm sorry it, you cannot call it a Pokemon movie without a Pokemon battle how does this not happen? How does this go past production? How do you miss that fundamental part about Pokemon? Stop eating stuff like this up, people. They don't even have a Pokemon battle in the movie. That's not a legit Pokemon movie. Do not accept it. That's bull. I, oh, my God. They better not make a sequel. You better not let them make a sequel. You know, y'all, don't consume. Oh, this is a perfect example of people consuming. Don't do it. They don't even have a Pokemon battle in this movie how could that be even be considered a pokemon movie without a legit no nothing that was nothing of the pokemon experience that I was expecting I'm sorry I want ash you just give me ash and them and then I'll be happy first give me ash and them first then give me Tim Goodman and um, detective Hidey Ushida I, I give me that later but give me ash or red first fudge Fuck, man, fudge or fudge. I don't. I didn't want to cuss today, but damn it, it's a. You know, I have to cuss all the time, but fuck that, dude. That was disappointing. If you want to watch a good Pokemon movie, watch Pokemon the movie, the original. Watch Pokemon Origins on YouTube and it's free. Yes, I said it. Watch any other the other previous, they got Pokemon movies on Netflix you can watch for, well, well you paying for the subscription, but technically it's for free. Okay, but still, it's not like you had to pay to watch this movie, that didn't make no sense that to me, I'm sorry, was not of canon, the Pokemon, I don't know what, again, I didn't play the game, Uh, of course, apparently this was made off of a game, based off of a game by the same name, hey, whatever. I didn't play that game either. I don't know what connection it has with the actual Pokemon story. I felt it was discombobulated. Sorry. It was just it was just a, a thing that it, they did. Just like the game. Probably a game itself, just like one of them just offshoots. Like like uh like the Pokemon, like when you say Hey Pikachu Hey Pikachu game, just like one of them like if they would have made a movie called Hey Pikachu and you just like it just was a movie about you talk like, you know, the trainer talking to Pikachu. Or something like that, like one of them, like one of them, run of the mill game, like Pokemon Snap. Think about it like that. Like imagine if they would have made a movie about Pokemon Snap. <sighs> Boring. That's what you got. Generic. Generic. Could have given us Pokemon Stadium. <sighs> Why could you not have done that game? No. You wanna do this? What is this? Is this the best you got, Hollywood? Don't touch Pokemon no more. Don't do Pokemon. Don't do Dragon Ball Z. Don't do Pokemon. I'm hoping that y'all don't do Naruto. Because I don't like Naruto. But I don't want you to piss off my little brother and, and the people that like that show. Don't touch no more anime. You ain't got... Um, no. Don't touch no more anime. Hollywood. This was generic. This was boo-boo. Again, this did not feel like it was a Pokemon movie. It does not fit like it. But It does not belong it's just a run of it's just again. Imagine they would have made a movie about Pokemon pinball. That's what you got here. Now, no Pokemon battles, nothing. Poke the Pokemon trading card movie. That's what this is equivalent to. Think about it. We got people mass consuming this. Oh, it's gonna be a sequel. It's gonna be even worse and goofier and oh, and cheesy and over the top. It's like that's what Pokemon really really is that why you really watched anime in the first place y'all you want it to be watered down and velveted like that no you should be ashamed you should be ashamed i'm sorry again i've been watching the original series i had to just just because that this this movie was so boo-boo and reeked to high heaven i had to watch the original series i don't care how old I am? don't care. That show. Is, you might as well watch the show. Don't don't do. If you haven't watched the movie, don't do it. Don't believe any of the critics. Don't believe the IMDb. Don't believe the Rotten Tomatoes if it's a high score. Don't do it. If it's admitted, if it's like a low score, then maybe listen to that. Because I don't think this movie is all that good. Look at some more reviews. I would suggest you look at some reviews. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm I'm just one person, but I don't like it. And I've been, you know, I played all the Pokemon games up to a certain extent, you know, and I had fun with it. And um, I was coming, you know, I was looking to to watch this movie as something like, you know, a throwback to that. No, nothing, nothing, not a call, nothing, no callback, nothing. Just a just a big, big screen and nothing big screen and nothing and I'm sorry that people had to be subjected to that because that's not even a real Pokemon that's not even a real Pokemon movie all right y'all I'm gonna take another quick break We're going to have some fun. We're going to come back and have some more fun. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. Of course, Game 2 of the NBA Finals is tonight. We're going to break down Game 1, what I what I personally thought happened and what to expect in Game 2, at least from my point of view. And then we're going to finish everything up with some MLB action. We got some final standings for the week. Of course, we have some action going on today, but we'll just recap what happened yesterday and last night. And like I said, we we'll just go over those, um, those standings real quick to end up the week. And we are uh, – I'll be back. Never mind. I'll be right back. All right, y'all. Let's get back into it. Of course, we're going to talk about these NBA finals for a little bit. Of course, game one was on Thursday. The Raptors uh, were able to get one in Toronto. One eighteen to one o nine is the final score there. Toronto currently leads the, uh, the series now one the zip. Of course, game two is tonight. Uh, we're going to break down the stats of game one real quick. Uh, for the Warriors, of course, they were led by Steph. He uh, actually led all scores with thirty four points, five rebounds. He also had five assists clay thompson also did his thing he had 21 points and five rebounds and draymond he had another triple double 10 points 10 assists he also had 10 rebounds for the raptors pascal siakam led all scores he had a 32 points eight rebounds also five assists Kawhi, I believe, had 18. He also had 8 rebounds and 5 assists. Marco also had a turn-the-clock uh, back type of game, 20 points. He also put in 7 boards, so pretty good game from him. As far as the team stats go, uh, Toronto had a better field goal percentage, so they, were, they had a uh, they shot 50% from the field, as opposed to Golden State, uh, they shot 43.6% from the field. Uh, actually, Toronto had a more re- actually uh, Golden State out-rebounded Toronto. That was a little bit surprising to me. They had 38 rebounds to the Toronto's 36. Neither team rebounded a whole lot. They didn't grab a whole lot of boards. Um, Especially for this type of game, so it was it was kind of up in the air for one point in time. The Raptors just seemed to eke it out a little bit. The Warriors did have sixteen did have sixteen turnovers though. That's not a good stat. I think they they uh, they str- uh, strengthen on that uh, tonight. Uh, they don't give up that many turnovers. They might even force a few more steals in this game. Uh, Toronto also scored forty two points in the paint. Now what I will say is, I don't think. Uh, the Warriors can defend that. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I don't really see that they have the body to defend uh, against Siakam in the paint. You can probably put Draymond on him, uh, but again, that's less that's less uh, attention that you have to take away from Kawhi, uh, potentially. Um, you know, you have Gasol that can also put in some work in the paint. You also got Ibaka who is going to get you some shots in the paint. I don't think the Warriors can do anything about uh underneath the rim that's the that's the thing they have Bogut again that's just one guy. Uh, you can put Kayvon Looney down there, but I don't think he's a great defender in the post. Uh, that's one thing that I think the Raptors might have to key in on to be uh, ch- to, to be able to be a real challenge in this series, and also making the Warriors turn the ball over. That seemed to work well for them. Uh, but as far as the Warriors, uh, Durant will be ruled out um, in Game Two, so they don't have extra scoring from him. So it's gonna really come down to. Uh, and like I was telling my partner Eddie the other day uh, I feel like Steph is going to pretty much Have to step up in every game uh, He's probably going to have to have a 40 Maybe even a 50 point game um, Clay is liable to give you you Know 75% of the time, he's liable to give you uh, some good numbers. I'm I, there's, I mean, I, I count on him as a good number two, he's a really good number two, especially for this team. And Draymond, I think Draymond is gonna have to be an X factor. Don't get me wrong, I like the fact that he got a triple double, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds are nothing to really sneeze at at all. But 10 points, I say you give him 18 to 20 points, and I'm telling you, Warriors, they either win this game or this game is, is going to overtime, and it's a very closer score than this. Uh, despite what Pete Pascal Siakam was able to do and some of the heroics he had in game one. Uh, so this series is definitely not over. Um, again, well, I just have to see if, if the Warriors lose, that's one thing. I'm going to have to see them lose. So I can't I can't say they're out of it. Uh, going down 2-0, um, Going back to Oakland is difficult. Uh, but there's, there's if there's any team that of course that could tie a series like that or could win a series like that, it would be Golden State. Uh, but I, I think Golden State gets the win, evens it up. Uh one to one going back to Oakland. You got they got some uh, home home cooking brewing for them and waiting for them. So uh they might they I think they tie the series and look to take control going back to Oakland in the next couple of days. And I think a big question here, um you know, you hear about it, you've been hearing about it throughout the week and throughout this finals or even before, a little bit before the finals. Is Drake a problem? Uh, of course, the players are saying that he's not. Of course, they're not really uh, buying into all that. And I think it's mature of them. I think it's, you know, um, it just shows where their mindset is at. They're more concerned about winning as opposed to what Drake is doing on the sidelines. Um i don't think he is a problem personally because well i mean i think he's he's uh he's i mean he reminds me of the stories and of the the highlights i would see of uh spike lee getting into it with the pacers or more specifically uh reggie miller uh, so that reminded me a lot of that um but as far as that you know maybe a little bit you know Maybe he takes it a little bit too far in terms of what he does in terms of his actions, you know, with John, with players and stuff like that after the game, maybe. Uh, But for the most part, I think it's Spike Lee 2.0 for the Raptors. I think you just kind of got to deal with it until they lose, if that does happen. And if not, I think he won't, I think you won't live to hear the end of it because he's probably going to make a song about it. And um That'll probably get a lot of rotation everywhere except from the Bay Area maybe. But <laughs> I'm going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to break down some baseball. Of course, I'm going to be going over uh, yesterday's games, last night's games as well, uh, and we're also going to be going over the standings for the end of the week. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. All right, y'all. I am back. I'm going to wrap this up with some MLB action. We will be going over the scores from last night and yesterday uh, just to start things off. Uh, But the Twins were able to get it done against the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays six to two is the final score uh, for the Twins. They were led by their first baseman Marvin Gonzalez. He went two for five. He also hit a RBI double as well as a solo home run. Their center fielder Byron Buxton. He also hit a home run. He also uh, drove in two runs as well. And their pitcher Kyle Gibson will get the win. He got uh, he went for five innings. He gave up six hit, uh, six hits, but he gave up no earned runs. He also had three strikeouts. And for the Rays, uh, their third baseman Christian arroyo and their uh, catcher travis they are not they also had rbis as well but only two and that's why the rays went down six to two moving on we got some al central action the indians get it done against the white Sox, five to two the giants beat up on the orioles eight to two in the game against two garbage teams that don't nobody care about at the moment the Brewers get a a really highly contested win against the Pirates. Twelve to ten is the final score there. Uh, the Royals get it done. Actually, the Royals uh, they come up short against the Rangers. Two to six. Uh, the Nationals get it done against the Reds. Five to two. The Braves beat up on the the Tigers. Ten to five. For the Braves, they got help from their center fielder. Ronald Acuna Jr. He went two for four. He also had three RBIs. The shortstop Dansby Swanson uh, hit a home run. He also drove in two runs as well. And uh, the winning pitcher was Mike Soroka. He went for six innings. He gave up six hits. He also had some uh, some runs there. He gave up three runs. But he also had five strikeouts as well. Uh, for the Tigers, of course, they just had that, uh, well, they actually got two RBIs uh, from their, uh, their left fielder, excuse me, Christian Stewart. He also had three hits as well. Moving on, we got some AL West action. The Angels got it done against the Mariners. 6-3. The Mariners just keep falling to the bottom. No one cares about them either. We got some AL East action here. The Yankees went. Uh, the, the Yankees get it done. They hold on to their first place spot in the AL East beating the Red Sox 5-3. to three. Uh, The Rockies, uh, they get it done in some inter-league action against the Blue Jays. 4-2 uh, is the final score. Uh, the Mets, they were able to, actually they came up short, excuse me, by running run against the Diamondbacks. 5-6 is the final score. Uh, The Marlins were able to get an upset against the Padres. 9-3 is the final score there. Uh, My A's, unfortunately, they went down in some flames against the Astros. The AL leading Astros. 5-1 is the final score. Uh, The Cardinals also got it done against the Cubs. 7-4 in some NL central action. And finally, for the nightcap, the big game last night, the Dodgers were able to get it done. He got a run against the Phillies. 4-3 in prime time, of course. Bryce Harper, you know, he showed up. He uh, he actually had a home run last night, a timely home run that could have won them the game. But of course, uh, he also drove in two runs as well. But the catcher for the Dodgers, Will Smith, the rookie, he was able to bat one in uh, the game-winning home run. He also, of course, got an RBI with that. Uh, Third baseman Max Muncie also did his thing. He had a two-run home run as well. And Clayton Kershaw was uh, able to get the win last night. He went for seven innings, uh, gave up six hits, but only gave up one run he also had six strikeouts as well so Clayton Kershaw is looking uh looking like a Cy Young candidate early that's that much I will say uh let's move on to the standings uh we're gonna wrap up the week here uh the Yankees are on top of the AL East they are currently 13 uh 38 and 19 they've gone 8 and 2 in their last 10 um they do have the Rays right on their backs they are the Rays are two and a half games back but I do like the Yankees to win this division I just some about it. I think everything is coming together. Not all their, not all their star, not all, I wouldn't say their stars still, but not all their capable players are even healthy yet. So look for that team to improve as the summer goes along. Uh, like I said, the Rays are the second place holders here 35 and 21, two and a half games back. They've gone seven and three in their last 10. So they are on those Yankees coattails. They don't, uh, you know, the Rays probably won't back down. I mean, they have a good pitching staff this year as well. Uh, so look for them to make – I mean, if not win this division, definitely challenge for a wild card. Moving on to the third place spot, we have the Red Sox here, twenty nine and twenty nine. They have barely made it to five hundred. They're currently nine and a half games back, four and six in their last ten. Uh, what can I say? This team has regressed. I don't really know what to say about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but um. Yeah, there you go. And making up the fourth and fifth place spots here, we're not really going to get into how many games they are back or their last 10 because they're, This garbage. Uh, At the fourth place spot, we have the Blue Jays. They are twenty-one and thirty-seven, and also we have the Orioles here, eighteen and fourteen. I have pretty much eliminated them from any postseason contention as we speak. I just don't see it from these two guys here. Uh, Moving on to the AL Central, we have the Twins on top. They are thirty-nine and eighteen. Last time we checked, they were ninety-one in the last ten. Now they are eight and two in their last ten. So. They are looking like the the guys to be in the AL Central. I don't want to call it so early, uh, but with a ten and a half game lead, uh, I, I, you know it's it can only get farther, or it could, it could of course diminish. Um, and at this point, with the way that the Indians are playing, they're currently 500, 4 and six in the last ten. I just don't see the Indians overtaking it. They might get it close, but I don't see the the, in the, uh, the Indians overtaking them, and so that puts them in a position of maybe a wild card, and I don't think they want to, you know, you don't want those chances because I would already give the Rays one spot. So after that, it's it's slim pickings for uh, the Indians at the number two spot. But at the number three spot for the AL Central, we do have the Chicago White Sox. They are 11 and a half games back, six and four in the last ten. Again, I don't want to count them out just immediately, but again, they're 28 and 30, and like I said, 11 and a half games back with the way that they're their schedule looks at the way that they they've looked so far I just don't see them overtaking the twins who've gone nine and uh, who've gone nine and one in their last 10 and again to end the week they've gone eight and two uh pretty much in the last 10 games so they've only probably lost only maybe two games this week maybe one of the game this week something like that and I know they just won their last game so the twins are looking like the team to beat in the al Central the Tigers and the Royals of course I'm gonna I'm just gonna call them out of it Right now, the Tigers are in the fourth in the fourth place spot. Excuse me, they are 22 and 35, and the Royals are 19 and 39. That they're pretty much done. There, there's no hope for those two, uh, specifically the, the Royals. But moving on to the A.L. West, the Astros are on top. Uh, no one should be surprised here. They're thirty-nine and twenty. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten. Uh, the Rangers are in the second place spot. They are twenty-nine and twenty-seven, eight and a half games back. Six and four in the last ten. Here come my A's in the third place. Twenty-nine and twenty-nine, so they are five hundred. Uh, but they are nine and a half games back. So another game and a half back. Six and four in the last ten. Uh, as far as the Angels are concerned, they are twenty-eight and thirty, which puts them another game and a half back. So for them, ten and a half games back. They're also six and. In the last ten, and for the Mariners, uh, they are 25 and t- uh, 36. I have not eliminated them all the way just yet, but I don't, I don't see uh, how much ground that it can make up, especially with the way the Astros are playing. It's hard for just the A's and the Rangers just to kind of stay. Uh, stay nearby the Astros uh those two teams are probably going to be fighting for a wild card spot along with the Indians possibly uh the White Sox and I'm talking about the first, the, the the second wild card spot because there's two slots for wild cards and I'm already I'm already pretty sure that the Rays are going to get that first wild card spot because they're not going to win the AL East, just being honest with you. So, uh, we got the A's. Uh, you also got the Indians in the AL Central. And you got the Rangers, to fighting for that second, that second to, and well, actually, it'll be the last playoff spot as well. So, they're at the moment, uh, it's a four, I say it's a three, three. Three team race, No, four. If you had the Red Sox, so a four team race for the last playoff spot currently. So it's interesting in the AL right now. Moving on to the NL, uh, we're gonna start off in the NL East. Uh, the Phillies are on top. They are thirty three and twenty five. They are currently five and five in their last ten. But they are missing. Uh, they their center fielder out, uh, Abudel Herrera. He has been arrested. Uh, well, I don't know if he's been arrested and all that charge and all that. Uh, but he was suspended for some domestic av- domestic. Abuse. So, guys, keep your hands off your woman. Keep your hands off your woman. They're not playing. Okay, we don't know what that's going to do to the Phillies right now. They are currently just two games up in the NL East. The Braves are right up on their necks. Uh, They've gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10 as well, that being the Braves. The Braves are currently 31-27. and 27. Uh, Moving on to the third-place spot, we have the Mets. They are 28-35 and 30, games back in the NL East, and they are currently 5-5 five and five in their last 10. We have the Nats in the fourth-place spot eight games back 25 and 35 6 and 4 in the last 10 I think you can kind of stick a fork in them uh they're already eight games back I don't well well with that being I don't know well Abudel Herrera I mean he's a good hitter he's a I mean he's a good uh defender as well I'm not gonna say he's gonna just missing him is gonna take the whole ship apart but that's just you know it could be a sign. I don't know. Um, you know, you don't like to miss too many. You don't want to have too many pieces missing throughout the season, and that being for the Phillies. So um, I'm not going to call the Nationals just call the Nationals just out of the playoff race just yet. But at the moment, they are definitely on the outside looking in. In the fifth place spot, we have the Marlins. They are at 20 and 36. Uh, they You can pretty much just eliminate them now. They're not going to do anything. They never really do. They haven't done anything since two thousand four. Let's just be real with ourselves. Uh, in the Central Division, we have the Marin. I'm uh, sorry, not the Mariners. Excuse me. Uh, we had the Brewers on top, thirty three and twenty six. They are five and five in their last ten. Next up, we have the Cubs. They are thirty one and twenty five. They are a half game back, but they've gone three and seven in their last ten. The Cardinals are at twenty nine and twenty eight. They are three games back, five and five in their last ten. Here comes Pittsburgh, twenty eight and twenty nine. They are four games back, three and seven in the last 10 and finally at the fifth place spot we had the reds they are 27 and 31 five and a half games back five and five in their last 10 um this is pretty competitive this is probably one of the more competitive uh divisions right now in baseball uh the cardinals uh and the Cubs and the Brewers, they were in this, uh, this situation last year. Uh, it's pretty much playing out the same. The Cubs have not looked as great in their last 10 games. But, again, they are just a half game back. So, that says something about, you know, just how good they can be. The Cardinals, they are still in the mix. They are three games back. They've gone 500 in their last 10, of course. Uh, but, again, they have a great pitching staff. Uh, the, the question is can they ring uh, rattle some games off together consistently Uh, You also have the the Pittsburgh Pirates in the mix in the fourth place spot and the Reds in the fifth place spot. They're both kind of in the mix. Uh, They're kind of significantly back, of course, with four and five and a half games respectively. But again, that's manageable. the margin of error is a little bit closer, it seems like, between the Brewers and the rest of these teams in this division, uh, as opposed to it being last year. Uh, so I think uh, this this divisional race will go down. It will be a five-team race, at least for a good majority of the summer. I think probably by the time we hit close to August, uh, the top three teams should be revealing themselves. I know that the Brewers, possibly the Cubs, should be in that mix. Uh, as far as the Cardinals... Pittsburgh and, and Cincinnati is concerned. Either one of those uh, three teams could be in the top three, and that's kind of just how you want to play in this division because I think this division is going to come down pretty much to the last game of the year, and um, you can pretty much put this the loser of this division in the in the second or first wild card spot along with the Braves. So this division is probably uh, one of the, the the, one of the the uh the place to keep your eye on the winner of this division is 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 you want to keep your eye on the winner of this division uh and moving on to the a uh, sorry the nl west of course the dodgers are on top they have the best record in baseball 40 and 19 they are 8 and 2 in their last 10 they just they just keep looking better but we've seen them uh look great they're gonna have to win something that's what everybody's waiting on that's what the world is waiting on so it doesn't really matter right now what their record is looking like unless they don't Less, to, I mean, you know, as long as they don't win this, the World Series, if they're not going to win the World Series, none of this matters. Uh, in the second place spot, we have the Rockies. They are nine and a, nine games back, eight and two in their last ten. The Padres are nine and a, nine games back as well. Thirty and twenty-seven is their record too. They've gone six and four in their last ten, so they've been improving over the last few weeks. Uh, and the Diamondbacks, they've fallen off. They're twenty-nine and thirty-one game below Five hundred eleven games back, four and six in the last ten. It's wonder just how you know these weeks treat you. That's why I try to uh, keep an update at least twice a week with these standings, just so you get an idea of how these guys are progressing or regressing during the course of the season. So when I when I start talking about who's going to the playoffs and who's not. You'll get a good understanding. And at the bottom, of course, we have the Giants. They don't matter. I think you can just kind of stick a fork in them at the moment. 23 and 34. Uh, doesn't really matter how many games they're back because I pretty much already eliminated them. Sorry, guys. And uh yeah, that's gonna wrap everything up for today. Uh, I am finishing up uh putting the finishing touches on my Golden State issue episode. Of course, that is my series about California immigration. If you have not yet, please take a chance to look at the other three episodes uh if i do not get back to you guys tonight with that episode it will be uh, put out tomorrow uh afternoon at the latest so i'm gonna call it a wrap for today if you're looking to get in touch with me i am on facebook uh that is at l jamal Johnny. uh that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i same thing with the instagram l jamal Johnny. i also have a facebook page for the show as well at never out of bounds i'll be keeping that updated as much as i can and um That's it, y'all. Y'all have a good day. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. I'm out.